Hello, and welcome to TP's Music Talk Podcast. My name is Ryan Ford. And I'm Nick Replinger. And you can find us at our website, tpmusictalkpod.wordpress.com. And you can also find us at anchor.fm forward slash tpmusictalkpodcast and other major podcasting platforms by searching for TP's Music Talk Podcast. You can find us on other social media as well, like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Tumblr, and others by searching for TP Music Talk Podcast or for TP Music Talk Pod on Twitter. Just look for our logo. And you can also email us at tpmusictalkpodcast at gmail.com. We also have shared playlists on Apple Music and Spotify that you can check out by searching TP's Music Talk Podcast as well. And don't forget to click the link in the description and leave us a voice message on Anchor. And feel free to leave us a message or a review anywhere you're listening. It really helps us out. And don't forget, donations are always appreciated. You can find a link to donate in the description of any of our episodes. No part of our show can be reproduced without permission or written consent. You've heard it a million times, but that's because it's worth it. I engrave stuff. Need something engraved? I engrave stuff. Need some gifts for holidays and birthdays that are actually cool and can be totally personalized to your liking? I engrave stuff. Check out their social medias. I see an Instagram giveaway very often, and they're actually legit. Connect by going to iengravestuff.com. Another thing they have is an engraving service. If you have a thermos or a bottle or a baseball glove or anything you can think of, all you have to do is get in touch with the awfully friendly people from iengravestuff.com, and one of their laser experts can get an estimate to you. It's super simple, and they work hard to make it easy to explore your engraving ideas. And if you go to iengravestuff.com and you're shopping, be sure to type in TP10 in all caps in the promo code box at checkout. That'll get you 10% off. Check out iengravestuff today. Hello and welcome back to Transmitter. I am Nick Ruplinger and with my co-host Ryan Ford. We have an exciting topic for you today. We're going to be talking about the subgenre of new metal. Yeah, I feel like it's appropriate after our last episode, which was on Linkin Park, because their album Hybrid Theory is probably one of the best-known new metal albums ever. <laughs> yeah, and so we're going to try and do our best. I wouldn't say that we are necessarily experts, but I did try to do some research and just find out more about the the subgenre. Yeah, well, I guess we'll get into it. You want to start us off, Ryan? Yeah, sure thing. So, you know, I was researching it too, and it was kind of funny because as I was researching it, it kind of became less of a subgenre to me as much as it was just like a stepping stone into other genres that we have today in rock. Like, and it was funny to see what type of genres led into new metal because if you go back to like Run DMC, that was was probably one of the first examples of kind of a rap rock style that led into new metal or you have like alternative rock it, you know you've got faith no more uh, their song epic which was very almost hip-hop oriented and and rhythm oriented um, so it was genres and artists like that with those type of styles that led into new metal and you know new metal is known for its very heavy sound and a fusion of rock and rap 
rap. It can also uh, be fused with other genres like alternative rock, funk, industrial, heavy metal. It really was just a meshing of all sorts of different things. Back in the 90s, genre mixing, I feel, was very popular at the time. Yeah, for sure. And definitely one thing that I found interesting that Ryan brought up, it had a lot of I guess you could say a lot of rap influences, which is something I never really thought about much, but when I look back on it, especially lots of new metal songs that I love to listen to where they have the rhythmic lyrics and everything, which started with DMC's Devoon Walk This Way with Aerosmith. It's just more of a, it's still not necessarily rap, but it's not necessarily singing. It's just kind of that, that rhythm with the lyrics. And I think that was what really distinguished it and kind of made it, you know, you with other artists like, we can do all kinds of different things with this and why we have other bands where they sound really they're really heavy with the distortion and the guitarist like Korn or other artists where it doesn't necessarily sound like the same with heavy where but it's more focused on the vocals and the lyrics like with Linkin Park yeah and so that's why I say that I feel like it's almost less of a subgenre and more of like a stepping stone or part of the evolution that took rock and made it what it is today and some people there's a lot of people that really don't like new metal, especially when it first came out, because people were experimenting with all of these different sounds and genres, and a lot of it was very hip-hop oriented, and there was that like 90s teen angst in the hip-hop world, and when you look back at some of the first new metal music to come out, it's very angsty, and the lyrics a lot of times aren't very, very intelligent. Well out, yeah, it, it just aren't very intricate, and, and that goes for the beats and the riffs and and so a lot of people look at new metal and they're like wow that was an era of music that is just terrible yeah but then of course then you have to realize why did it become so popular through the mid 90s and the 2000s and one thing that i found out or at least that I agree with with some videos that I watched on YouTube about new metal is that how Randall talks about you know they have that that metal angsty feel but then also that kind of like that urban hip hop rapish kind of feel it was kind of like in the mix between those two and there's kind of I guess there was kind of an, an audience where they didn't necessarily feel all about that aggressiveness from grunge that was very popular in the 90s too or that urban feel with, you know, like with rap artists like Tupac or, or Big E, you know, and, you know, big artists that were big in the hip hop rap eras of that time. It was kind of like an in-between with new metal and so a lot of people, um, why it had such a big following, because some people didn't necessarily fall in both, but they found a mix between both of those with the rhythmic lyrics and, and vocals and then, of course, the heavy and more aggressive guitar riffs is kind of a mixture of both worlds. And so they found that they could identify with both of those worlds and instead of just being like in between both. Yeah, and I love how you brought up the grunge genre as well because that actually played a big part in creating new metal as well. The alt rock and the alt metal from the 80s as well as, you know, the grunge that came about in the 90s helped fuel that new metal sound. People were trying new and different things. There was a lot more aggression in music. I, I feel like through the 80s, there was a lot of kind of 
kind of that glam rock feel. You know, you had the long hair, yeah, the wild hair the, bands, the and... clean cut solos, all of that kind of stuff. And throughout the 90s, bands and musicians were realizing, you know, hey, we have this freedom of speech. We can use it and become a little bit more aggressive and fight the system. And, and, and so a lot of new metal is also just super rebellious. You know, all that kind of started to calm down after the, the first decade of the 2000s, I feel like. And now, you know, rock music, pop, hip hop, it seems like it's a lot more... They're kind of leading into different pathways because you wouldn't really compare hip hop and rap with with popular progressive metal and post-grunge scenes that you hear a lot on the radio today. So, and one thing I found very interesting, I also looked at a lot of the comments of the videos as I was trying to do some research about what other people thought and about the history of of new metal and i found you know a couple well some people they were that they were actually kind of embarrassed to say that they listened to new metal and that they followed that scene and other people who's like what you know that stuff is still awesome and relevant today and influence a lot of a lot of modern artists today like there here's one that says that this person who i'll keep anonymous they said new metal suffers from a symptom i think a lot of subgenres suffer from a handful of great bands with way too many garbage ones and so that one kind of see it's like you know they they think it's great but then there was just way according to them way too many bands that came from this genre that weren't really all that great and then there's this other person that said new metal specifically lincoln park got me into harder genres so i can never turn my back on it for that reason alone and so there in my opinion that person is kind of defending you know hey this is still great music i loved it and i'll never ever forget it because it was important to me at that time and it's still important to me today yeah and i think that's another reason that we're talking about this today like honestly this is probably one of the hardest subjects to talk about especially first thing when you're just two three episodes into your podcast but it was so influential in you know taking the past and creating something for the future of rock that i i think it's very important for us to talk about and it was so oh what's the word i'm looking for controversial that's that's the word um, a lot of people loved it a lot of people hated it in my opinion if a band created a new metal sound and and did it the right way it could be something that was very very powerful yeah I definitely agree with that because there are so many bands from that genre where people they were just not ready for it and they were in a league of all our own like I think the biggest example of that would be corn a lot of people were like oh yeah corn you know you know that that band from from the night although I think they're still making music today but a lot of people with their older and new stuff when they were becoming big when they were opening when they're still making a name for themselves opening for other big bands they didn't fit in with those other genres they kind of stuck out like a sore thumb and like oh whoa what is this with their very heavy intricate riffs and then of course you know with the with the rhythm vocals and everything and just all the different things that they would do and what made them a very big i guess you could say frontman or or, or leader in the new metal genre well yeah and, and maybe we should start getting into you know some of the bands that we grew up on that were new metal and other popular new metal bands and how they've aged and which ones are still around today i 
feel like that would be something that would be interesting to talk about. One that instantly comes to mind when I think of new metal is Linkin Park's Hybrid Theory, Linkin Park's album Meteora. But there's many other bands. There's uh, you've got Corn, Slipknot's early material was definitely new metal. Deftones' early material was new metal, and then Limp Bizkit. Although, oh, yeah. although Limp Bizkit, I've come to understand that a lot of the the big leaders of new metal, because Limp Bizkit was heavily influenced by the new metal scene, and some of the artists, I guess they went on to to say like, "I'm sorry that I influenced that kind of music." Yeah, <laughs> which I was like, "Oh, whoa!" Because <laughs> I know lots of people who love Limp Bizkit. I never thought about them as to be something necessarily to be embarrassed about, but I guess there are a lot of new metal artists who say that they're sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's funny because Limp Bizkit does get a, a pretty bad rep for a lot of reasons, and you know, I, we'll eventually do an episode on them and, and we'll get into that. But yeah, like System of a Down is another band as well, um, and I feel like they really took the new metal genre and spun it into something that was very off the wall and different, but still worked really well. I, I mean, their music is still popular today. I, I think it's even still on the top charts. I mean, people listen to it all the time. Yeah, and definitely System of a Down are what some people say the pinnacle, very top of, of the new metal scene. And because they were just so, I guess they were just very different. And it's something that a lot of people still listen to today. Their most iconic song, I would say, would be Chop Suey, and which we'll actually be talking about in a later podcast. But I just want to slightly mention it because every Every time I've ever heard that song, everybody just like starts singing along with that with the wake up da, 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 and everybody just knows it. And then everybody, well, not everybody necessarily understands what the lead singer is saying there. But as soon as they start getting into the chorus, which is very legato and smooth and very flowing and very beautiful vocals, everybody just starts singing along and just loves it. And definitely a high point of new metal. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I'm I'm very excited to talk about that song. It'll actually probably be our next episode. But yeah, bearing the torch, I would say with new metal is probably Bring Me the Horizon. Their latest album actually included a lot of genre mixing. Every song felt like a different genre. You know, in the past they had a kind of a harder sound, more screaming, but they're kind of changing things up as well and they really look up to Linkin Park, which we talked about in our last episode. But yeah, I, I feel like they're one of the leaders in like that new metal sound to Day. And it's funny because if you look back at if you look back at the 90s and the 2000s, a lot of bands that were coming out as new metal, if they're still around, they're no longer using that genre of music. They're, they're no longer considered new metal. Like Linkin Park, they went from that new metal sound to oh more gosh. of a hip hop electronic sound, in my personal opinion. But. Yeah, hip hop, electronic, rock, alt rock. You know, they still experimented with genres, but it was nothing like when they first started out and some people really miss that and and some people don't yeah and definitely bring me the horizon i mean i haven't listened to a lot of their newer stuff but my all-time favorite by bring me the horizon is called sleepwalking and when you first listen to that song it's kind of some kind of like a, a synth sound where it starts off and then all of a sudden you just hear bam the heavy guitars and they go into it and you just hear these very rough very high-end vocals that are just very strong they're very powerful and then you know and of course they have have some heavy screaming and, and it kind of just mixes it mixes all in of everything that is new metal they had you know that that different sound like kind of electronic sound and then they bring in with the heavy guitar riffs and then the heavy screaming and the vocals and and 
was specifically just with that song, Sleepwalking. It's also with the lyrics are very, they're very obscure, but they're, but they're very deep too, which is something I think they really hit on the nail with, still with you know, being true to the new metal sound, because a lot of those bands that people say, oh yeah, I'm kind of embarrassed of new metal. There was a lot of bands that were, I guess you could say that just, you know, they didn't really focus too much on lyrics and, and so they don't really have much substance. But when you think of all the classic, perfect parts of new metal that people love, the lyrics are always very deep and they're always something of substance. And I think that's one way that I personally think that Bring Me the Horizon really does keep new metal still alive and they, that they do it justice. I've noticed that too. A lot of the most popular new metal songs that are still around and, and are listened to today, they have deep, meaningful lyrics and they have more intricate riffs and beats. The, the simplistic stuff from the 90s and 2000s and, and all the bands that came up and then disappeared overnight, I think that the main thing that they suffered from was just lack of complexity. And, and Sorry, I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but another thing is, you know, you had bands like Nine Inch Nails and Rage Against the Machine that were not necessarily considered new metal, but you, you know, you they had definitely nice... still had elements of it. Oh yeah, absolutely, and and they helped influence it. Like Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor, he was more industrial rock, but he he still had those synthy beats. It, some of his early albums sounded almost akin to Depeche Mode. Yeah, yeah, and he kind of evolved over time. He had like a metal album. He had an album that was a little more pop sounding, but he kind of played around with the genres too, and in a in a more complex way. And I think that's why he's one of the more renowned artists today that came up from you know the '80s, '90s into the 2000s. And then moving on into Rage Against the Machine, I just wanted to put a quick note in there as well because they had a lot of elements of new metal too. You had that hip hop type sound and um, it was very rhythmic, but there was a lot more funk thrown in with that. And you still had the hard riffs. You had Tom Morello on the guitar that would play around with the kill switch and, and make things sound like they were almost synthy or or had a well, beat or kind of it. like a like a a DJ board or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, like this, the disc scratching almost. So there was a lot of elements there. And, and there were so many bands like that that weren't necessarily new metal, but still played around with that type of genre in a way. Another thing to note about new metal is, and we were talking about it a little bit before, that it was a lot heavier than a lot of other music. And when you look at the way music is today, that heavy sound is kind of going away when it comes to rock and, and pop. Back in the 90s and 2000s, new metal was so big. I think everyone growing up during that time period liked that heavy sound and that's why everybody that is my age or Nick's age today kind of misses it in a way. Yeah, I definitely would agree with that statement because a lot of what I love to listen to back in the early 2000s when I was, I mean, that was the time when I was discovering my own music. I would just loved hearing those heavy distorted riffs, but also what makes any different from like maybe 
the popular alternative rock that came from like maybe Blink-182 or, or Yellow Cardinal, bands like that, is that there was always you know, something different, something very, I guess you could say, askew is the word I'm looking for, because they were always just something different. A lot of corn stuff, they have, well, they would have like different things, like the lead singer, he had like, be almost like, kind of like scatting or like, making weird grunting noises, but very rhythmically right. in his music. And I would definitely say it's just different things like that that would add to their music that made it different from just average rock that was evolving at that time from the grunge to the post-grunge and also the alternative punk scenes that were growing and developing at that same time too, which kind of made it different from all those other kinds of rock as well. Yeah, people were getting very creative, which, I, I mean, just in different ways. And, and I feel like we should probably tell you the actual definition of new metal as long as we're getting in depth on this. Um, the actual definition for new metal, right, well, it says, new metal is a subgenre of alternative metal that combines elements of heavy metal music with elements of other music genres, such as hip hop, alternative rock, funk, industrial, and grunge. New metal bands have drawn elements and influences from a variety of musical styles, including multiple genres of heavy metal. So that's the exact definition of new metal that you can find online. And I, I think that that's pretty comprehensive. Uh, yeah, I feel like it really reaches out into all those different things. I mean, it's got funk, it's got hip hop, it's got alternative rock, heavy metal. A lot of those, it's, you know, it's got industrial. And I feel like it just it encases a wide variety. And even still, even though new metal is not as popular as it was back then, it's still when you listen to other bands, like we talked about bringing the Horizon one, they do other things you hear all these new and different sounds because it reaches out into other genres i mean when you think about it with um run dnc i mean they teamed up with aerosmith and i mean hip-hop with you know a big hair band from the 70s and 80s you know that was kind of unheard about at the time and when they were working with aerosmith and all that it was just kind of it kind of was born from that and just it takes from all these different other genres to make something new but it still has elements of all those other genres that you still love and familiar with and I think that's what gravitated people towards it because it had you know like the definition said hip-hop alternative rock funk industrial and grunge and all all those other different genres all meshed into one well it's funny because uh yeah run dmc that song walk this way I think in the music video it, it's been so long since I've seen it but I think in the music video there's actually a wall oh yeah there, yeah there is yeah, yeah and, and they actually break through it and, and that's when you get the collaboration of both of them and I, I think that's yeah, so yeah, that such perfect, you know, I guess you could say symbolism or... Yeah, because at the time it was just unheard of and for the hip-hop world and then that that kind of glam rock world, just for both of them to come together like that was such a cool thing. And also one thing I think is kind of interesting because I did see like a clip of that uh, when I was doing my a little bit of research on this because when it was the hip-hop side you know, with Run DNC, they were just in this like small, like gloomy basement but then it showed Aaron Smith, they were in front of like a big giant crowd playing in a stadium. And I think it also represented, you know, just where the influence of hip hop and how relatively new it was at the time. Because, you know, rock, it all started with, you know, back with the British invasion in the 60s, then leading into the 70s and the 80s with all the different bands that came out. You know, rock had been around for a while at this time, but hip hop was still kind of emerging and still kind of new. And I thought that was kind of an interesting thing that they did in that that music video with Walk This Way to kind of show, I guess you could say, you know, where rock came from and how it, it kind of, I guess you could say, took on hip hop to kind of 
influence of what became new metal today too. I'm not sure if they necessarily thought, oh like, oh yeah, this is new metal now, but it's kind of just showing, you know, hey, this is something new, we're trying this out, what do you guys think? You know, and that's, I guess, just my personal opinion on just the kind of like the, the symbolism of that music video, right? Yeah, and that's why it's so important, right, we feel like, to talk about this kind of first thing because, and we should probably tell our listeners now, we're going to be going back in time and talking about how how rock music kind of started. And we're going to be talking about hip-hop too, and we'll probably go into that history a little bit as well because it's actually been around a little longer than people think. But yeah, I, I feel like rock music in the mainstream has definitely been around, you know, quite a bit longer than, than mainstream hip-hop, and, and, and we'll talk about all of that. But that's why we wanted to start out with new metal is because it's it encompasses so much and it was such an interesting time period and it's something that you know people our age grew up on and you know whether you're our age or you're a lot older than us or you're younger than us you know this is just a very important stepping stone to talk about and that's why I said at the beginning that it almost is less of a subgenre and more of a stepping stone because when you see bands try and do that new metal sound today they're basically stepping back in time it, you know it, when you, when a band comes out and they're trying to hit a new metal sound most of them sound like a 90s or 2000s band because they're actually taking that sound and trying to play with it again it, unless you're doing it in the way that bring me the horizon or are some of well yeah but the thing with bring me the horizon they do hit on all those but they do it in a way i know it's hard to describe but they do it in a way that is still new it's still fresh and not necessarily listening to the spans of the of mid 90s and early 2000s either in yeah the new metal genre yeah, thank you for adding that because I, I feel like there's going to be people out there that are like, well, no, that's not right because I know this new metal band and they're doing a great job and it doesn't sound like it's from back in time. I, that, that's not necessarily what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to say that it, it can either sound fresh and new and, and great or some people like to to take it back and, and try to make it sound like it was. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Yeah, so I guess one question I have for you, Ryan, is because uh, one of the biggest was like, oh, well, uh, I already touched on it before, but I really want to get your opinion on it, is how do you feel new metal here and today looking back on the past? Do you feel kind of, because like those two quotes that I read from those comments, one was like, yeah, I mean, it was great, but I'm a little embarrassed about it. And look back today and other words like, no, this helped me find a lot of different music and helped define the kind of music that I love and like, and it will always be a part of me and I'm not embarrassed about it. What is your stance on the new metal genre? Do you feel like it's something that is, should be just tucked away and like never thought of again or do you feel like it really is something that was great that doesn't I guess the same spot like like it used to that you feel like it maybe should or, or not what do you think I feel a little bit of both like when you look at bands like Limp Biscuit, who literally have a song that says uh, I, I can't actually say the words because it's like explicit content, but basically they just say F you, F you, F you up over and over again throughout the whole track. I don't think I've heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, like some of those songs just really haven't aged well, just really never should have. I, I, and I'm, I apologize if you like that song. I'm, I'm not saying that it's a, a bad thing to like that song. But if you look at how 
good music, in my opinion, would have to include, you know, complex lyrics, something that's worth listening to. And I just feel like some of those new metal songs and albums and bands just are, are not complex enough and just haven't aged well. But that being said, the new metal genre was needed, and in my opinion, and I feel like there's a lot of great bands, great songs, great albums uh, that came from that time period and, and that subgenre. So I can see a little bit of both, and I feel like today in the landscape of new metal, you know, it's, it's definitely not like it used to be. They're not leading the forefront of music anymore, but there are still some really interesting albums coming out like bring me the horizons newest album yeah i definitely would would agree with that because i'm the same as you lyrics are important to me but also having guitarists are important to me as a guitar player i love hearing that distortion and also just the complexity but also just you know hearing the you know the melody or the rhythm of the lyrics and things like that and also a lot of people they're like no no new metal is something that we should just forget but i disagree with that because a lot of that music it was really great. It was really good. And that's why it's influenced a lot of bands, you know, that we listen to today. But there's also a lot of stuff. It's like, yeah, you know, like maybe necessarily like that Limbiscuit song where it just says F you a lot. It's like, yeah, I, I wouldn't choose to listen to that song personally because it just sounds like they're just trying to say the F word just because they can't. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so, and that brings me to a quote by Corey Taylor that I also found in a quote that I thought was very interesting when they were talking about why maybe not necessarily all new metal is great but some of it was amazing why maybe we shouldn't just forget new metal altogether and the quote said and well the comment said in the quote in cory taylor of slipknot and stone sour he said as cory taylor said in all out life old does not mean dead meaning you know, just because it's old doesn't mean that new metal isn't around anymore and it's not relevant and that it's not good and then he goes on to say new does not mean best meaning that just because it's something in the past and something that people are doing today doesn't mean it's the best music that ever came out which is something that i personally really agree with because there's lots of classics that have been out for decades that I love to listen to. It's like every time I hear it, it's like, oh, I'm going to turn that up. And so, and when it comes specifically talking about new metal, I feel like there's a lot of songs where I hear it's like, oh my gosh, it's such a great song. I haven't heard it in forever. But then of course there's also new stuff and it's like, oh yeah, that, that's a great beat. But just because it's by the latest and greatest artist doesn't necessarily mean that it beats out all the rest. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I, I definitely feel the same way there. And I, I feel like I need to say, you know, if you're listening to this and you have a different opinion, that's totally fine. Like, we're not trying to step on you or, you know, if our views differ, I'm totally fine with that. We're, we're totally okay with that. Yeah, um, we're, we're, I just want to say we're totally okay with that as long as you do it in a respectful manner. If you just want to trash talk and stuff like that, I, at least I personally won't respond to something like that. But, oh, yes, yeah. of course. I mean, but... Because everybody's opinion matters but if you're going to degrade someone for it then definitely that that's a different context and we'll definitely handle that in a different way agreed agreed and uh, yeah but the reason i say that is this is a very controversial genre subgenre uh topic because it really is more than a subgenre in a lot of ways so but yeah i mean feel free to comment if you want to leave us one of those little voicemails in the anchor uh on the anchor website uh we would love to hear some of those it, we would love to hear your opinions on all of this and and your thoughts and ideas because and, and you know we're not experts 
uh, we're just trying to cover this as we know it. And in a way, we we know more than a lot of people, I feel like, just because we kind of grew up in that in that era. <laughs> I mean, yeah, kind of a little bit. But yeah, um, Nick, I've, I feel like I've been doing a lot of talking and, and answering a lot of questions. I would ask you the same ones. You know, how, how do you feel about new metal music today? Do you have any favorite songs or albums? Hmm. So for me personally, I wasn't very big into new metal. I would definitely say the most new metal I listened to a lot was definitely Linkin Park, which is why we keep bringing them up because I feel like that was the biggest of new metal that really influenced us. But I can also say that as I've gotten older and looked a little bit more into new metal, one band I don't still haven't listened to a whole lot of their stuff. I actually like well definitely would be Slipknot, even though I like their frontman Corey Taylor's other band Stone Sour a lot better than Slipknot. There are some songs by Slipknot that I absolutely love that are just amazing songs like Snuff, which has amazing guitar and incredibly deep lyrics. Oh yeah. I mean it's very, very dark too, but I feel like that goes without saying when you talk, talk about a band like Slipknot. And then there's other songs that I like that are just definitely heavy and they're more political because I, I definitely think that Corey Taylor likes to give his opinion on us. And some of these things, he definitely has a valid point, I think. And one of them that I really personally like is Psychosocial. I just love the, the heavy guitars that are in the beginning. And then, you know, a lot of people well, I guess a lot of the older generation, because I know my, personally, my mom would say, it's like, he's doing scream. It's like, it's not necessarily scream. He's just yelling, it's scream out. And it's like, no, it's not scream out. But <laughs> his vocals are definitely very rough in the beginning. And, um, but then once he gets into the chorus, that's when he actually starts singing and it's very melodic and it's very different. I definitely feel it pays tribute to that. I guess you could say that new metal style where it's, it's very different because when he's in, when he's yelling, it's definitely very rhythmic, like it was when they when i guess you could say the the roots of a doom metal came went with walk this way because walk this way is a very 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 heavily i guess you could say lyric rhythm driven song and i feel like that's you know one of bands that i like i really love that that rhythm with with the lyrics and so that's one reason why i love um psychosocial musically by slipknot Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, I was just going to say, so so Slipknot is definitely one of your favorites that you grew up on. Um, I wouldn't say I necessarily grew up on them, but listen to music now, and I've been exploring some of their other music more. Like, I definitely love Stone Sour a lot better than Slipknot. Yeah. But, of course, when you you know you listen to, to Stone Sour, you know, Corey Taylor is the frontman for both Stone Sour and Slipknot, so you're bound to listen to some of the, both of those. Yeah. And I would say Stone Sour falls more under the, the post-grunge, which is what I love a lot better than new metal than necessarily Slipknot, which is more of a heavy metal, new metal style band. Yeah, and, and I love Stone Sour and Slipknot both for different reasons. I I think that Stone Sour is definitely well. I don't know because uh, you know Slipknot has changed their sound as well. Like I, I was gonna say that Stone Sour has kind of evolved a little bit more and and became a little bit more complex, like, like we've been mm -hmm. talking about. But you know Sli Slipknot has done that too, and Corey Taylor is just an amazing frontman, honestly. Oh, he's he's amazing, and his vocals are just. There's something, um, I mean, there's very few artists 
that are still making mu rock music in the rock genres today. Few bear, you know, I would say would have superior vocals to him. I think personally, some people maybe that could rival his would maybe be Adam Gontier, formerly of Three Days Grace of, and currently of Santa Sonia, and then also Benjamin Burnley, Breaking Benjamin. And that's my personal opinion. Otherwise, and I wouldn't compare other bands from like maybe like Bring Me the Horizon or other bands that are definitely more progressive metal or something like that that to compare against you know something like Slipknot or or Stone Sour yeah with Corey Taylor because that's just a, it's a different form of rock yeah and this is just our opinion you know you may have a, a differing view and that's fine but yeah I, I think that Corey Taylor's great and yeah so with, with new metal it was a very interesting run and it's it's been kind of fun to talk about how it's influenced our music today and how you know music from the past influenced the come up of new metal iengravestuff.com is a local engraving service based in linden utah if you want an amazing engraving done on one of your personal belongings get in touch with one of their specialists today you might meet mckay who is one of the main brains of the operation He's also one of our close friends and the drummer of Nick's band, Blix10. Follow their Instagram page to stay in touch with the latest news for Iron Grave stuff. And be sure to type in TP10 in all caps in the promo code box when you're shopping online at their store. I really enjoy their work. They make engraving look easy when it actually has quite a few factors that come into play. Many things can switch and cause a problem, but the pyros at Iron Grave stuff have it down to a science. They are continually improving their craft, which has been cool to see. If you want in on this action, look up Iron Grave Stuff on Instagram, Facebook, and iongravestuff.com. Yep, that's the letter. I. And then engrave. And then stuff. iongravestuff.com. Now, one last thing I want to touch on before we kind of close everything up here. It's interesting that a lot of unique vocalists kind of came out of the new metal era. You know, you, you have the lead singer of Deftones with his almost like... Very smooth, very silky. Right, thank you. Yeah, that's probably a better way. And then you had like Chester Bennington who had those ringing tenor vocals and those awesome screams. And, you know, you had System of a Down that was very like uh, rhythmic bass, but they also had their uh, secondary vocalists who had had the very clean, just chiming out vocals that were crystal clear. Yeah, that would definitely, I would call, I personally would think would be like Ear Candy. Yeah. Right, Ear Candy, yeah. And uh, when you look back at those bands that kind of mixed genres, you find some very unique voices and some very unique talent. I, I just feel like I needed to throw that in there and because I feel like that's kind of part of the new metal scene as well. Oh yeah, I mean, and of course with any band, you know, I'm playing a band, your vocalist will influence heavily how you're going to sound and basically if you're going to have a good following or not because every one of the instrumentalists could be phenomenal prodigies but if your vocalist isn't good people aren't going to listen to your music and it influences greatly whether you're going to you know rise or whether you're going to fall and being able to hit the high notes of course and then also being able to you know have different rhythms and things like that level whether it's you know you're great at being more staccato or legato being able to be more harsh or to be more soft and whether 
Well, and, and sorry, I'm, I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but I, one more thing that I also wanted to add was uh, I feel like new metal did a lot for the hip hop culture. It helped kind of bring that into the mainstream even more. And I mean, you had bands like, well, it, hip hop groups like the Beastie Boys who were so influential in their own way, uh, you know, mixed rock with rap and they, they were so good at just creating sounds that no one had heard before. So, but yeah, that kind of helped pull all of that hip hop into the light where people could see it. You know, people that wouldn't normally listen to hip hop, they would find it by listening to new metal and and those different genre mixing bands. Yeah, and I also want to go back. Uh, I came back to my my thought process. The reason why I was talking about all the different sounds and different types of vocals is because um not necessarily every great band in the world has a, necessarily had a great singer in there. And I'm not saying that you can't go anywhere without a great singer, but it really is influences a great much and so one reason why I think all these vocalists have such different and unique voices is because they knew how to I guess bend them and make them work to their own advantage to create new different sounds and things it's kind of like almost like an instrument rather than just a singing voice because you know there's lots of other bands from this from the 60s and the 70s where some of the greatest you know musicians of that of those eras they weren't vocalists, no virtuosos. Like if you think about the Beatles, you know that yeah, they had decent singing voices, but they weren't weren't like they were Mariah like Carey or something like that, or Chester Bennington that have amazing ranges and things like that. And then of course, you know, from the seventies, you have like Tom Petty. A lot of people that they love him. You know, I love him. I wouldn't say that he had the voice of an angel necessarily. And also going with other artists of that era, like Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan definitely does not have a good singing voice. I even saw him live in concert, and boy, was his voice trashed. But <laughs> <laughs> but they also they're able to make the music you know something that people can. Know, listen to and relate to and also going along with the lyrics that they write as well yeah and you know we're not saying that you need to have an amazing voice either you know like if you look at uh, Queen you know he has an amazing voice amazing range but when you look at his uh, when he first was coming out with his music a lot of people didn't really gravitate to him um, he's definitely I would say a lot more popular today than he oh. ever was oh yeah definitely when he started out but to kind of close this all off you know we just wanted to reiterate that you know this is just our opinion on things we're just trying to give you some knowledge and something to listen to something to entertain you and that way maybe you can learn something about this genre that you didn't know before and we're going to be talking about chop suey by system of a down in our next episode our next episode will probably be a little shorter than this one because it will be a song oriented episode but yeah we, we just kind of wanted to keep up the theme you know with lincoln park new metal and then we wanted to take a song that was kind of the pinnacle and use that. So you'll probably be hearing more about Chop Suey in our next episode. And we also wanted to tell our listeners that we're going to try and release things on a bi-weekly schedule. Right now, we're still kind of getting off the ground, so we can't guarantee that it will be every two weeks. But yeah, you can you can expect a bi-weekly schedule from us, especially as we get better at what we do. Yeah, for sure. So we want to thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed this and definitely give us your thoughts and opinions. You can email us, leave a comment, or whichever platform that, that you decide to listen to on us on. And we want to thank you for that. And we look forward to bringing you the next podcast. We're going to leave you with a quote from Jonathan Davis of Korn, who is uh, one of the fathers of new metal. Um, Nick, do you want to take it away? Yeah, so... I think if this quote that I'm about to read you, it, 
definitely very much fits in with, I guess, kind of the ideal topic of new metal and what we covered on how some people, they loved it. Some people were like, oh, they loved it at the time, but now they're over it. And the other people just like, no, let's just forget that. But I think this definitely how what Jonathan Davis of Coin says here kind of fits into that. He says, you laugh at me because I'm different. I laugh at you because you're all the same. Jonathan Davis. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time.